of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hello and welcome to episode 69. I am Mosh and I had a nightmare recently and that nightmare was me not having any facial hair. Like in the nightmare I woke up and it was just gone. It was terrifying. And then somehow I developed a butt chin in the process. Like how does that even work? No offense to anyone with a butt chin, but they're a strange phenomenon. Like, I don't think humans quite understand the genetic structure of a butt chin. So that was a scary experience, but luckily I woke up and realized everything was just fine. I also want to add something onto what I was talking about last week with the audio and the Final Fantasy VII playthrough. I forgot to mention that I also have to edit out all the button clicks because you don't want to hear me mashing those buttons. So all of those need to be removed, and I've done a pretty good job of that, except one. In part four, there is a button click that got past me. It's right after I finished the darts, and you can hear it. And it bothers me so much. One little button click bothers me beyond belief. I don't know how that one snuck on through, but it did. And then the other thing that I have to do is I do multiple passes of a noise reduction on each audio file to remove the PS4 sound, which it does come through every now and then when I talk a little louder. You can kind of hear it sometimes or if the game is quiet, but for the most part, you can't hear it. So yeah, audio, it's fun. And one more thing I want to mention is that I can manifest things into existence. So a couple weeks ago, a band was recommended to me on YouTube, listened to a few songs, pretty good stuff, I enjoyed it. So I continued to listen to those songs and the band hadn't released new music in a while. Two days later, after I listened to that song, or those songs, they released a new one, just out of nowhere. And the other day, I was thinking about that guy who camps, the old YouTuber who used to make like Call of Duty commentary videos and zombie videos. He was one of the best commentators out there and then he just disappeared one day. And no joke, a few days after I was thinking about where he's been or what he's doing, he uploaded a new video. His first new video in seven years. I can manifest things. I'm in touch with the universe. So if there's like a band or an artist that you want to come back or just something that needs to return, let me know. I'll listen to it, I'll pay attention to it, whatever, and I will bring it back in collaboration with the universe. If you need any manifestation, just let me know. Okay, so let's get into gaming. It is that time of the month, time for the best-selling games of the previous month, this time for March 2020. Coming in at number 20. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, the campaign, not the multiplayer, although the multiplayer might be coming soon. Manifest. Number 19, Mortal Kombat 11. Number 18, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number 17, Just Dance 2020. Number 16, Madden NFL 20. Number 15, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Number 14, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 13, FIFA 20, 12, Red Dead Redemption 2, 11, Neo 2, number 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, number 9, Borderlands 3, 7, that's not how you count, 8, Grand Theft Auto 5, 7, Persona 5 Royal, 6, Doom Eternal, 
5, NBA 2K20, 4, Resident Evil 3, 3, MLB The Show 20, 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which has been dethroned by the number one best-selling game of March, which is Animal Crossing New Horizons. I was actually kind of surprised that MLB The Show outsold Resident Evil 3. Because MLB The Show is still a PlayStation exclusive as far as I can remember. Because it is going to be multi-platform, but I don't think that's happened yet. Whereas Resident Evil is a multi-platform game. Doom Eternal coming at number 6 as well. Got outsold by NBA 2K20. Thought that would be higher. Doom that is, not NBA. People love their baseball, and it probably doesn't help that sports are just non-existent right now. So, if you can't watch sports, then you play sports. So, buy a baseball game, buy an NBA game. But Animal Crossing taking the win. The Last of Us Part 2. So, there are some major spoilers floating around the internet. And I'm not talking about people just typing out spoilers like actual gameplay and cutscene footage. So I guess there is or was a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee and they decided to just try to ruin the game for everyone, which is just a really nice thing to do. Ruin it for all the fans that have been waiting years for this game. Ruin it for all the other employees at Naughty Dog who have spent years of their life to create this game. The voice actors who put everything they had into making these characters seem real. Just ruin it for everyone because they're mad about something. Apparently because of the crunch that Naughty Dog puts their employees through. Which is nothing new. We've known about this for years. So if you go to work at Naughty Dog, it's not a surprise. Naughty Dog is known for making people work longer hours, and then you go work for them, and then they tell you you need to work longer hours? Shocked Pikachu face, right? Wow. Anyway, just be super duper careful about what you are looking at or browsing on the internet, because if you look at the replies on some of the PlayStation's posts on Twitter or Reddit, Naughty Dog's Twitter, like just try to stay away from all that so you don't get the game spoiled. And some people were saying, oh, well, they're getting the videos taken down, but that doesn't stop people from typing out the spoilers. So just be super careful. I hope that this person gets caught if they haven't already. Sony, Naughty Dog, and track them down and make them regret doing this. Easily the biggest mistake of this person's life because there will be repercussions. I've signed NDAs before, non-disclosure agreements, and if you breach those, there are consequences. A few hundred thousand dollars and a fine, jail time, it's not fun. And that's just a normal person like me. I'm sure employees have a much more strict NDA that they have to sign. So if this person gets caught, they are done for. They're about to get sued by a multi-billion dollar company. And that's not fun. And then possibly have jail time on top of that and your career in the gaming industry is over because everyone's going to know about it. <laughs> Was it worth it? Probably not. Just makes me mad that someone would even do that. Just try to ruin the happiness of people because they're mad about something. Take it out on innocent people. Like, 
Dude, if you got a problem with Naughty Dog, take that up with Naughty Dog in private. Don't ruin an experience for everyone else. I vote for the electric chair. I mean, might be a little too much, but that's just my opinion. Moving right along, Horizon Zero Dawn. A trilogy? Multiple sources have told VGC that Sony Interactive Entertainment has greenlit ambitious plans for the post-apocalyptic what even word is that post-apocalyptic open world franchise, which debuted in 2017 with the 10 million copy selling Horizon Zero Dawn. Amsterdam-based Guerrilla has always desired to deliver a series of Horizon games and a multi-part script was written but the plan was officially agreed after the original game's strong debut. Horizon is set on a far future Earth where nature has reclaimed the planet, but massive animal-like machines rule the land. Zero Dawn follows the story of Aloy, a young woman on a quest to explore the ruins of the ancient past. The next installment, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, started development soon after the first game's successful release. Initially, the game was planned for the PlayStation 4, However, it's thought that development has now entirely shifted focus to the PS5. Well, yeah. It's a little late to release it on the PS4 at this point. I think everyone already assumed that the next Horizon game would be a PS5 game. I mean, most people think it's going to be a launch game for PS5, but I don't know about that. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is said to be gigantic in scope with a larger game world and more freedom to explore than its predecessor. People with knowledge of the game also indicated the inclusion of a co-op feature. Although it's not clear if this is delivered via the main story or a separate mode. At one point, Guerrilla was planning to release a standalone co-op game preview with progress carrying over to the later full version of Zero Dawn 2. It's not clear if these plans are still in place. Co-op is a feature Guerrilla has long intended to introduce to the series it's understood PlayStation was equally keen to see online functionality implemented into the sequel. A co-op feature was initially planned for the first game but was ultimately scrapped so the development team could focus on other areas of the title. A PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn and a Horizon comic book series set after the events of the first game will be released this summer, possibly linking into the sequel. Gorilla co-founder Herman Holst said, I think we'll be in the Horizon business for a long time. According to Holst, who was recently promoted to head of PlayStation's Worldwide Studios, Sony remains highly committed to the creation of story and character-based games. Sony recently said PlayStation 5 is still planned for launch later this year, although a media report suggested there could be a limited supply of PS5 stock. So it sounds like Horizon Zero Dawn 2's, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Sounds like Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is in development, which again, I think most people already kind of figured that was happening. But they could also add co-op, which could be interesting, or some sort of online aspect. I don't know, could be interesting, because the first game ended on a cliffhanger. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where the story goes. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 coming at ya. Another game coming at you real soon, the next Assassin's Creed, which is apparently going to be revealed at the end of this month or early next month, according to rumors. I don't know for sure. And Phil Spencer from Xbox did say that you should expect to see more next-gen games very soon, so maybe he was talking about this. 
So what can we expect from the next Assassin's Creed? According to rumors, it will be Vikings, it won't be called Kingdom or Ragnarok, the Hidden Blade and Shield will return, the main character should be a woman, but players can still choose to be a man, Scandinavia won't be the only territory in the game, will feature even more RPG elements than Odyssey, lots of supernatural content related to the first civilization, there will not be co-op, it will be released at the end of this year, official reveal coming late April or early May, according to rumors. So expect to see the next Assassin's Creed very soon. Let's go ahead and move on to music. So the first thing to talk about is something sad. The guitarist of Falling in Reverse passed away a few days ago, Derek Jones. The cause of his death is not yet known. He was 35 years old and just a few months prior back in November of last year, his fiance Christina died from cancer. Well, actually it says they got engaged in 2015, so maybe they were married. Now, I'm not going to make assumptions, but when your significant other dies a few months prior to cancer, what well, does even matter what they died of? It's, they just died. And then now you have the virus going around and you're stuck at home and you're alone. Like That probably takes a toll on you mentally. So rest in peace to Derek and Christina. Next up, we have In Hearts Wake, who dropped a new song called Son of a Witch off of their brand spanking new album, Kaliuga, coming out on August 7th. Jesus, you gotta wait a while. Anyway, it's a pretty okie-dokie song, like, it's nothing too crazy. Also, the bassist sings on this. He does the singing, and then the other vocalist does the screaming. And the bassist, like some songs I'm cool with his singing, and then other songs, it's just like whatever. For some reason, this is one of the songs where it's just kind of whatever. But the end of the song is great. When he says, you walk through fire, but you never learn. I'm the son of a witch, you failed to burn. Ooh. But we gotta wait till August to hear more, so we'll check back in with them around that time. Who's next? Trivium. 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 Is it time for the review? Trivium released their ninth studio album on April 24th, titled What the Dead Men Say. Trivium is an American heavy metal band from Orlando, Florida. They formed in 1999 and they are signed to Roadrunner Records. Like I said, they have nine albums and they have been nominated for a Grammy. The band consists of Matt Hafey on rhythm guitar and vocals, Corey, I never remember how to pronounce your last name, so I'm not even going to try it. Also on guitar, Paolo Gregoletto on bass, and Alex Bent on drums. Before I get into the songs, I need to talk about the artwork real quick. It is a burned rose that is turned upside down, but when I first saw it, when it was revealed, I thought it was a rotten piece of garlic. And I was like, wow, that is a bold choice for some artwork. <laughs> But no, it's a rose that is burned. I didn't see the stem at first. That's why I didn't realize it. But now that I see, I thought it was like the part of the smoke, but it's okay. A burned rose is much cooler than a rotten piece of garlic. 
Anyway, let's just get into this. So the very first track is IX, which is the Roman numeral for nine. And this is their ninth album. So if you put your big brain to use, you know, it works out. This is just an intro track. It has a really cool buildup that leads into the next song, which is the title track, What the Dead Men Say. And the way that Matt comes into the song and starts singing just gave me goosebumps. It was a really good way to kick this album off. My only complaint is the little itty bitty guitar solo. It's really good, but it's like, it's so short. The instrumentation on this album is fantastic. Everybody holding it down. Everybody has a presence. You can hear all four members, no issues. And you really don't have to worry about anything instrumentally with this lineup of the band because everyone is just phenomenal at what they do. Alex always going to deliver on the drums. Matt, Corey, Paolo locking it down on bass and guitars. Matt's vocals just keep getting better and better. And in my opinion, this is the best lineup that this band has ever had. And Alex needs to stay with this band. This is his second album with them. And both albums he's been a part of have been incredible. And I don't even think they've released their best album yet, which is kind of crazy to say considering they're nine albums deep. You would think by then a band has released what most fans would consider to be their best yet, but I don't agree. Obviously that's just an opinion, but I think they have yet to create their best album. It is still coming sometime in the future. Shogun and The Sin in the Sentence are both tied for my favorite Trivium album, but now you throw this one into it... Man, oh man. I think Trivium are just now entering their prime. Because some people will act like Trivium are on their way out, or they're old, or, you know, whatever. They're in their 30s, and they have many, many years left, and bringing Alex into the band has allowed them to progress, not regress. And because of that, I don't think they've released their best album yet. I don't think I could talk about every single song on this album because I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Like, the guitar work is great, the bass is great, the drums are great, the vocals are great, the choruses are great, lyrics are great, and that's pretty much what you expect from this band. They've never disappointed me. I have nothing negative to say about this album. They're just an amazing band, and they're amazing people as well because I've met them a couple of times, and I just cannot say enough good things about them. They deserve every ounce of success and they're my second favorite band for a reason. I'm also not even going to say what my favorite song on this album is because if you know how I am when it comes to music, then you could probably take a guess. Catastrophist, that was the first single released, and really what more could you ask for from this song? It has everything in it. Amongst the Shadow and the Stones, one of the heaviest songs on the album, probably along with Bending the Ark to Fear. Musicianship is of course on point, Matt's vocals are up there. This is the best Matt has ever sounded, and I was thinking about what previous albums would sound like with his current vocals on them, or maybe with Alex playing drums on them. Like, what would Silence in the Snow sound like if Alex played drums on it? What would Ascendancy sound like with Matt's current vocals on it? And I was like, well, wait a minute. Just listen to The Defiant, because The Defiant is the most Ascendancy-sounding song on this album. And it's fantastic. That chorus, too. I can't remember which band member said it, but they said that this album was basically an amalgamation of their previous work. And they were right about that, because you can hear bits and pieces of previous albums on the new one, which is really cool. 
I've seen people say that these guys aren't capable of making a Shogun 2 or Ascendancy 2, but they can clearly tap into whatever sound they want and pull it off. They're definitely more than capable of recreating those albums, but releasing albums that sound the same isn't fun. So of course they're not going to do that. But could they? Yeah. Sickness unto you? I mean, come on. And I heard that little bleh in there. And Matt, if you're going to do a bleh, it needs to sound a little bit more disgusting. But it was okay for a first timer. Scattering the Ashes. I don't know if the song is inspired by God of War or not. Father, Son, Ashes. They did make a song for God of War 3 called Shattering the Skies Above. So I guess they do have like that little connection. But God of War was the first thing I thought of when I heard this song. And then you got Paolo doing some vocals on here. Calm down, you little Italian sausage. It was cool to hear, though. Coming up with a set list must be really hard for these guys because they have so many good songs. They could probably play What the Dead Men Say, Catastrophist, Bleed Into Me, Amongst the Shadows and the Stones, The Defiant, Sickness Unto You. Uh, they could easily put six songs just from this album alone on a set list, if not more. I honestly wouldn't even mind them playing the whole album in its entirety. But we gotta wait for concerts to come back for that because of this stupid virus. Again, this is the best version of the band. They play and write so well together. Alex is an absolute game changer on the drums. And like I said before, the best is yet to come for this band. They are on the up and up. And they aren't showing any signs of slowing down. So my rating for this album is a 9.5 out of 10. And the reason I did not give it a 10 is because there's still more albums coming out this year. And if I think that those albums are better than this one, then I need that extra little room, that extra little half point space to give that album a 10. So this one's just going to sit at a 9.5 for now. It's really a 10. But later on in the year, it'll be bumped up to a 10, more than likely. My scores are never final until the end of the year when I choose my top 5 albums of the year. So right now, 9.5 out of 10, but really a 10 out of 10. And with that said, I will put links in the description if you want to check this album out. I highly recommend that you do. What the Dead Men Say by Trivial. It is now time for my weekly pick of the week. So this week I am recommending a cover of the song Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. And it's being covered by members of different bands. And it's on the YouTube channel Two Minutes to Late Night, which I will get to in a minute. Anyway, Chelsea Wolf is singing it, and they just made it like a really dark kind of sounding song. It's very Halloween-ish, kind of doomy, but it's really good, and her vocals on it just, like it gave me goosebumps. When the chorus came in, every single time the chorus came in, I got goosebumps, and that's how you know it's good. When a song gives you goosebumps, it's something special. Like the song Snuff by Slipknot. That came off of their 2008 album, All Hope Is Gone, which is 12 years old, or it's going on 12 years old in August. I still get goosebumps every time I hear that song. It's also just one of the greatest songs ever created. So back to the cover. It's probably the best cover I've ever heard of this song. And Chelsea Wolfe is interesting because when you look at her, she has a goth look to her, but when you listen to her music, it's not. Uh, I, I haven't heard every single song she's made, but I've heard a few songs off her most recent album. And she kind of has like a southern 
sound, which is hard to explain because southern music is not country music. I just, I really just don't know how to explain it. Like, I made a playlist for Red Dead Redemption, which is on my Spotify. It's public to anyone. It's called Red Dead Radio. And it's filled with a bunch of southern and western songs. Not country. There is a difference. And I was very picky about what went into that playlist. Because I was sitting there listening to, I mean, I listened to hundreds of songs. And I would think about the games and the characters and the atmosphere. I was like, does this song fit with this game? And if it did, I put it in the playlist. But if you listen to that playlist I made, like that's Southern and Western. But Southern and Western are also different from each other. They have a different sound. And I ain't talking about Northern or Eastern. You ain't got no sound. Southern sounds a certain way. Western sounds a different way. And country sounds a completely different way. Not talking about country. I don't know how to describe her music. Other than it has some sort of a Southern sound to it. I'll put a bunch of links in the description. I'll put links to like three of our songs and just listen to them. Think about Red Dead Redemption or just the Southwest. And that is the, like that's just what it is. It's not rock. It's not blues. It's not country. It's its own thing. So she's singing the song. It's just a really good cover. So I'll put a link to the cover. I'll put a link to a few of her songs. And then the Two Minutes to Late Night channel itself is supposed to be a late night talk show or like their version of it a metal version basically if you've ever seen one of those channels on tv really late at night you know two in the morning three in the morning you're like about to pass out and it's just metal music and a lot of purple a lot of green you can smell incense even though there isn't any burning but you can still smell it and then the music video for at the left hand of god by behemoth comes on and the church is burning like you know, like one of those channels, which might just be me. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. This would be one of those shows that would be on that channel. It is cheesy. It is like purposely cheesy. There are puns within it because the Iron Maiden song, Two Minutes to Midnight, Two Minutes to Late Night. The host's name is Guarsenio Hall instead of Arsenio Hall because the band Guar. Okay, we got it. Great. If you want to go into their channel and watch episodes of the show, you're free to do so, but... I'm specifically recommending the cover. You know, now that I think about it, I think all of my weekly recommendations have been music-based. I can't think of one recommendation that hasn't been music. And to be honest, I like talking about music more than video games, so that kind of plays a part in it. Alright, now time for the weird story of the week. A robber was in the process of robbing, if you can believe that, a hot dog stand in the far south side of Chicago when he discharged the gun he had on himself. The hot dog stand robber shot himself in the dingling. He thought he was going in for some quick cash. The suspect entered a restaurant with a loaded firearm looking to score easy money and maybe some free food. This took place at the hot dog stand in the Maxwell Street Express area. The Chicago Sun-Times identified the culprit as Tarion Pouncey, 19 years old. The teen approached the hot dog stand and demanded cash. When he went to adjust the pistol he had brought along, he shot himself twice. Once to his pickle and once to his leg. He faced two counts of robbery for taking items from the two employees of the hot dog stand. 
which included their cell phones and their wallets. He also managed to steal some of the cash from the business. The gun discharged when Pouncey was adjusting it in the waistband of his pants. He put the gun in his waistband and ran from the scene. The two employees were 39 and 45 years old. Pouncey held the pistol to the head of the 39-year-old. The 39-year-old was holding a bucket of grease when he was attacked. He asked the other employee to get cash from the register to give to Pouncey. As the two men handed over the cash in their wallets, the grease bucket allegedly went flying. Pouncey stuck the money and the gun in the waistband of his pants. He then began to flee the scene. As he did, he immediately slipped in the grease and the gun discharged. He ran a few blocks before he called the police to report that he had been shot. The police arrested him at the hospital as surveillance footage showed his boxers which matched the boxers that he was wearing at the hospital. I think this is a good case of adding insult to injury. <laughs> anyway, tough luck there, uh, Terry and Pouncy. So that is going to do it for me this week. Thank you for listening. Links in the description for all the other services this podcast is available on. You can check me out on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord as well. Links for those also in the description along with all of the music I talked about. There's going to be a ton of links. So many links you can't even wrap your head around it. So with all that said, uh, stay safe, and I will talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.